So here we are, going about our daily lives as God's ambassadors. But it doesn't take long before we find someone who's not on the same page as us, um, whether they disagree or just don't come around to your, your way of view. And there's a couple of options here. Um, the first one, this is the easiest and most tempting, is to just avoid contact. This is my favourite. Never talk to them about God's stuff again. I tried it once and it was awkward, or they got angry, so let's just keep the peace, maintain the relationship. So we're achieving the first one of our roles on there, maintaining the relationship with the person we sent to. But we're abandoning the second. Well, the second option is you know, to get a bit pushy, push a bit harder there, all or nothing, all in. Keep on pestering till they agree with you. Has anyone had any luck with that one? No. <laughs> but sometimes in our zeal, we're making sure we don't want to miss that opportunity to share what God thinks about you know, every single decision that someone makes or every sentence they speak. You know, we're aiming to represent God, God's views in a way that's actually dangerous to the relationship with others and that we're forfeiting that first option, maintaining relationship with the people that we're sent to. And so that's the challenge, isn't it? You know, we're stuck with this balancing act without any clear instructions for those fine details. Um, and I'm one of those people that I like a list or a tick box. I'd love it if we had you know, an extra book in the Bible that says, you know, in these situations, talk to this person, and these ones, leave them alone. You know, something that I can measure and say, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this right. But, but we don't communicate God's interests, most importantly of all, that he loves them. Being an ambassador is a slow and steady lifelong calling. It's about building relationships with people and keeping them. It's about constant prayer and inviting God into our daily lives. You, you describe an ambassador with words like loving and steadfast and trustworthy and caring and persevering. You know, those, those aren't salesperson words, are they? It's quite a different calling. You know, it's a lifelong calling. And the measure of success is not in targets, not how many people we bring to church or how many arguments you win. It's measured by asking, are you loving God and loving people? So with that sort of expanding on the ambassador view, which we're going to dig into a few more things in the next couple of weeks, but just going to invite Raywin to come up and share with us a couple of examples in her life and reflections that she's had over the last couple of weeks, which just fit in really well as a practical outworking of what does this look like Monday to Saturday. see you when I put my glasses on, but <laughs> I need them to see my words, sorry. Um, I just want to share some things that have happened for me this summer, because um, as one of my lovely friends here this, today has reminded me that we are all human, and I've had a time last year where God and I didn't quite see eye to eye on things, and it's, it made me pull away quite a lot. And it's not actually easy to continue feeling like you're serving him when you're not really talking to him. And the thing that I, reason I want to share these things with you is because it reminded me that God is a jealous God. When you've given him your heart, he quoted lots of numbers of people coming to Christ, and they were staggering. I mean, it was over 500,000 last year. And they, when people came to Christ, they created Christ groups, which were from three to whatever number, just to support and encourage each other. But the lesson that I learned from him was we are not to plan, we're not to strategize, we're not to even step until God tells us to. 
He said the whole ministry was about prayer and no one was allowed to join their ministry team if they didn't know how to pray and pray earnestly. And the only training they gave them was prayer. And then they would pray corporately and God always opened the door to which village they would go to next. And it just struck me that that's what it says all the time in the Bible. Pray, seek him. And it was just very interesting to hear him. So pray until God shows you a way. It's your prayer that releases God's plans and power. And it's interesting how uh, out of the blue something will trigger your next action. We also went to CBC where Ben and his family go. And they've got a new pastor, Craig, who's actually quite a hoot. But he spoke from Philippians, and his message was love well, fruit well, reminding us that we can't do it in our own strength, but only with God's love. And when we see others, we don't mean to, but our mind naturally judges. Oh, gee, she's cute. Gosh, he's really tall, you know, and some others that aren't quite so complimentary. Um, And on that particular day... It was their first service back, and Ben had been growing a moustache. And it reminded me of a time um, quite a few years ago now when Hannah and Ben were both at university. And we were sitting around the table before they went back, and it was the first year our niece was going to go as well. So we decided that we would pray for her for the year. We wouldn't judge her choices, but just show her love and acceptance because their family were definitely not interested in God. So we prayed that she would come to know Jesus. At university, Ben and Hannah encouraged her to go to NAVS, which Navigators is a very worldwide Christian group that's in Christchurch University as well. And it's run around team and home groups and and really reading the Bible. Well, she lasted about three months and said it wasn't for her. But to just cut the story short... She completed her degree, got a good job, and wow, she met her future husband, a Christian, who took her to church, did an Alpha course with her, and it was a wonderful day when we all went up when she was baptised. They are also now just training to be elders in their church. Now, in this case, God showed us what happened in her life, but we have prayed for many people, and we don't know what happened. But it, doesn't, it should never stop you. I remember um, our old minister in Matamata, Paul Davidson, saying, if you imagine a little stream where water runs over the little pebbles, you're a pebble helping that water run over, getting to the next goal. And you don't know which is the last pebble that they suddenly understand and claim Jesus themselves. But it's not to stop you sharing. I've had, um, is that you, God? You know, I don't know if you do it, I do do that. But as we stood to leave and we said goodbye to them, I just found my footsteps going round to their end of the table. And I now just crouched down beside him and I just said, would you mind if I prayed for you? Well, their names were Brian and Bev. And they both grabbed hold of my hands and I just prayed some simple words with them. And they, um, she had a few tears, but that's fine. And, and, but as I walked out the door, the, the reinforcement that it wasn't me was amazing. He turned to her and said, 
God sent a total stranger to encourage me today. And I was so touched by that. It was, yeah, and like, because I feel a bit of a fraud sometimes, it's like, yeah, okay, Lord, I heard you. And then just Friday, I was in the supermarket buying groceries, and um, the man next to me waiting, I, you know, he just glance at what they're buying, you're not really taking any notice, but I couldn't help see that it was just packets of noodles, some very cheap razor blades, just nothing. And he was covered in tattoos, and, he, and I had this voice, you need to pay for his groceries. And I was going, hmm. <laughs> finished with mine, and I, and, I'm, and I thought, oh, no. So I turned around, and I just said to him, look, sir, would you be offended if I offered to pay for your groceries? And he said, oh, I think I've got enough. And I said, oh, I'm quite sure you do. But God is telling me to pay for your groceries, and I'd be really pleased if you would let me. And he went, oh, okay. So I paid for his groceries. And as I went to walk away, he came and he put his hand out. And he said, my name is Paul. And I said, well, I'm Rowan. And I shook his hand and I said, you know, we could end up with three Cheryls, two Dianes. We wouldn't know who they are, but you know who they are. And God knows, would know every name on that list. And we'll just put them in a list just for our church that we can corporately pray for them this year to help God's power and love in their lives? I don't know. Do you think it's something you would be open to?